I'm finding one of the hardest dimensions of these days is not being able to gather with others. At a time like this, I realize how much strength I do receive from the company of others along life's journey and perhaps especially along the journey of faith. It's not very practical for many of us to get on our balconies and sing to each other as they are in Rome these days, but John and family and I offer this as a modest initial gesture of finding new ways to share the assurance we know in Jesus Christ. Samples of music and of word by podcast and recorded video that remind us of the great heritage that we have at St. Andrew's Church Kingston and in the Christian faith. God is with us. This is World Poetry Day. And we've selected verses from some of the poetry that God has given us in the Psalms. In fact, Psalm 40. We'll begin with a metrical version of some of those verses, followed then by a responsive reading. Let us worship God. I invite you now to join with me in reading responsively this Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Be still and know that I am God. 
I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God God of Jacob is our refuge. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be found now acceptable in your sight. You who are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. As some of you know, Beatrice and I live but a few blocks from the church here downtown. The streets are empty. The downtown has been stilled. Another family of the congregation told me that during the week, they traveled to Toronto to clear out a college residence room and how eerie it was to be driving along the mighty 401 and right into the center of the metropolis with almost no company at all on the pavement. As strange as it all sounds, isn't it wonderful though how the public health imperatives are being respected for the common good? At the grocery store just down the block from our home, a young woman who was serving us Midweek confided, I didn't sleep well last night. Well, of course, it's only natural. None of us ever knows what the moral holds. But now there seem to be so many more uncertainties and so much more anxiety for ourselves and for our families, for our nation and for this world as we've known it. And then I hear again this exhortation, be still. In stillness, I hear the antique wall clock under which I have enjoyed so many meals through my life with grandparents and parents and siblings and spouse and children and now even with a grandchild. Tick, tock, tick, tock, continuing to remind me that moments of grace are still being added to my life. In stillness, I might hear the chipmunks stirring from their winter hibernation. I might hear the waters lapping against the shores of Lake Ontario. I might even imagine I hear the sap that's beginning to flow in the great maple trees of the forests around the city. In stillness, I can hear the family with the children playing in the front yard, playing and quarreling. I can hear the strength of the healthcare workers holding their positions with such courage and compassion. I can hear the hum of the drivers that continue to deliver food and necessities through the city. In stillness, I might hear what I normally take for granted. I might even hear the thumping of my own heart. I will hear also the presence of God. There's a certain stillness being imposed upon us in this city these days, but I've decided to make the most of the circumstances. I'm going to create and enjoy a complementary stillness a stillness of spirit, one in which I can 
Hear again and know again the presence of God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still, Andrew. Be still, St. Andrews. Know again the promises of God. God is in the midst of the city. God will help it when the morning comes. The nations are in an uproar. The Lord of hosts is with us. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. As I begin this week, I'm reminded how we together stand in a long line of people who trusted their God and whose trust was proven to be not in vain. And how many of them did so in circumstances similar to the ones we now face. It's natural, perhaps most immediately, to think of Abram and Sarai being called to journey into a new land or the disciples being commissioned to be apostles and go forth and share the good news and throughout the unknown world. But today, I think of others of faith, others that I've often neglected. I think of the time that the people of God saw their nation conquered and the temple of Jerusalem destroyed, and all their religious leaders sent off into exile in Babylon. And yet, they continued in a quiet strength, under occupation, to greet a season of rebuilding. I think of that hyperactive Saul who became Paul, who was confined for many months to house arrest, and who remained strong in his trust of God, sharing that strength every way he still could. He wrote letters of encouragement to Christians in far-off cities. He even spoke to the guards at the door about the freedom he knew in Christ. I think of the Celtic Christians during that terrible, dark era of the collapse of the Roman Empire. They retreated to the most isolated areas and they dedicated themselves to copying the Holy Scriptures by hand so that they might be treasured by a new generation and for the renewal of the church. I think of some of the Christians of this very area of Eastern Ontario, the first ones who came to clear some land with which to feed their families, a wild and wonderful region, but hard and demanding. And long before there were ministers or church buildings, they would gather as families around the table to read the scriptures and to pray together. Remembering their witness, remembering that God is in the midst of the city, I invite you to join me this week in adding to the stillness of this city a stillness of spirit, a calmness of life that's founded upon the faithful promises of the faithful God. No one in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Jesus Christ, whose name we bear as Christians, in whom we're loved with a love that will not let us go, a life that is continuing to be poured into us so that it might flow from us, but now in new ways to others.
God is in the midst of the city. God will help it when morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The Lord of hosts is with us. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. And as the Apostle Paul knew, and so many have known since, and now we know, we know that in all things, God is at work for good for those who love God. Amen. Thanks be to God. You are sovereign, you are faithful, you are refuge and strength. You are the great community of life and of love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This has been a week that our minds could not imagine, nor our eyes believe. But we are here to thank you for bringing us from one week into another. We find ourselves again and still in uncertain days, and yet we know that you are with us, holding us with your great care and covenantal commitment. Lord Jesus, risen into the right hand of the Father, we cannot see your form, we may not feel your presence, but even now you are presenting us before our God as your beloved brothers and sisters. You know all about us, our anxiety, our exhaustion, our silent questions, our frailty of body, mind, and soul. And yet you are here waiting to embrace us with reinsurance, with comfort, with forgiveness. Lord God, help us now in this time of prayer to lay before you ourselves and others. 
With Augustine of North Africa so many centuries ago and with generations of your people since, we now pray, keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this day. Give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick ones, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And do it all for your love's sake. Holy God, we pray, give strength to those who are caring for our sick and those who are searching for a vaccine. Give courage to those providing leadership in government and economy and community. We hold up to you neighbors with uncertain income, individuals who live apart from relatives and good friends, families in other parts of the world confined in refugee camps, or living in nations without general health care or effective governance for the common good. Hold them, Lord, we pray. Hold us all together, we pray. And Lord, I think of this congregation and the whole Church of Christ. During this time when we cannot gather physically to praise you and learn from you, help us to know your presence and promise in other ways. I began this prayer, O oh God, by asking that you who have been the refuge of so many through the generations before be our refuge now. And I conclude by praying that you also be our guide, our guide through all that is dark and doubtful, that we might search out and, and see what is good and true and beautiful along the way. And be our guard, O God, against the fear that so easily threatens our spirit's welfare. Keep us close to what is certain and enduring. And be our strength in this time of testing, that we might find new ways to reach out to others with the compassion of Christ to your glory. O oh God, I lift up this and so much more in the strong name of Jesus the Christ. And we do so with generations that have gone before us and generations yet unborn, as together we repeat the words he taught us to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now we conclude as always, with blessing. Blessing not from Andrew, nor from St. Andrews, but from the Lord God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord be kind and gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace.
this day and always. Amen. Amen.